You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Wednesday, as we are still reacting on and off the air to everything going on with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Surprise. Hey, Sammy. You What's see that, Sam? <laughs> we got some more champagne. Wow. Man. Is the- Listen, I I was in on the Braves, and I was waiting for the perfect. And Joe G will tell you, I was so upset with them all summer because they would teeter with the 500 mark and then never get above 500. And then the Acuna injury happened. I said, that's it. I'm out. It's just not their year. Everything's gone against them. And so if that Solaire did not hit, I'd be happy for you guys, but I'd be so mad at myself because I wanted to bet the Braves all year and they were 50 to one in August. And then you guys, I think there's more respect though, because you guys held on since, since March and boy, did you have a, a roller coaster ride? It was a ride for sure. And even in game six last night, you know, we're because after Solaire hits that home run, you're like, <laughs> Is he going to win? I'm like, he started and ended the series. Literally. Like, it's the easiest MVP vote in a long time. And then Pauly, I'm texting Pauly Aspen. It's 5 nothing, you know, Braves. He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, we're always waiting for the oh, other shoe to drop. That's not what he said on the show. So le- last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said he was confident. He said he felt good. I don't, and do, easy. I see these, do we have these texts? I don't know if I have these texts. I don't know. I can't read. <laughs> I will say, I will say it, it did feel different than game five. Like Duvall, we were, we were pumped about that, but it just felt a little different last night. And it was so rare. So it lined up for the MVP too. So I was like, all right, I think we got this. I'm mostly happy because we likely don't have to see that hillbilly mattress Mac anymore for a long oh, time. Get, <laughs> so out of here. Get, get out of my face. You know, I think Correa is going to leave Houston. I don't know how much longer that core is going to be together. You know, those things don't last forever. And Bregman, Correa, Altuve have been together for, for many years now. It's hard to keep that intact. Their pitching staff clearly not good enough to win. Um, but, yeah, like I'm sick of that. Well, if he wins the World Series, he's not even on the team, you know. And, he, you know, he's hedging it with his business. But I'm happy. I think America's happy that the Astros – and I did see a heat map that all 50 states were rooting for the Atlanta Braves. There was a little section on the map – uh, in Houston, but even like everybody outside of Houston Dallas. was rooting against the Astros. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nobody Houston. likes yeah. the Astros. No, that, yeah. no, everyone hates the Astros. Sam, while we have you, I mean, we've been talking about the, the Rogers thing for the past you know, forty-five minutes or so. What your your initial reaction? And obviously, it's beyond just he's going to be out for the game. It seems like as the reporting is coming out, he lied or he you know danced around the truth in in the uh, the summertime by saying he was vaccinated. He wasn't. Uh, this is it's a bigger deal than he's just going to miss a game, obviously. Is it a game? Is it two? I'm not exactly sure. You know, I love, though, let's give some credit to Circa. They threw the number up right away. You know, everybody around the country is sitting there going, what do we do? What do we do? And they opened it, reopened it, at actually, six and a half, crossed through seven. I think I did see an eight or an eight and a half. So now some books are up seven, seven and a half, eight. I think that's really cool that after, you know, 15 minutes of deliberation, 
Uh, we have a number up, you know, in, in uh, years past, five, 10 years ago, we would have had to wait a whole day to get a number, but now we've got some pace setters in the track. Um, I don't think this really changes much, though. Big picture, Joe, um, the Packers are still heavy favorites to win the division. Uh, they're still one of the bigger favorites to win the NFC. Uh, that NFC postseason, hopefully, like I am, I'm crossing my fingers and my toes that we get a final four of Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Green Bay, and Dallas. How awesome would that be? I mean, there's no clear-cut favorite. I know depending on where you shop, it's Tampa or it's Tampa and Los Angeles. But how could you really root any of, or rule any of those four teams out yep. as far as having a shot goes? The AFC East is pretty top-heavy. The NFC postseason is going to be a freaking roller coaster, and I can't wait. I hope we get those four quarterbacks, Rodgers, Brady, Stafford, and Dak Prescott. That would be something. Yeah, we were doing our power rankings earlier on in the show, and we realized four top five, top six teams in the NFL are all in the NFC. And coming into the season, we all assumed that's how it was going to be in the AFC with the top-heavy young quarterbacks. A lot of surprises at the top of the playoff picture. Uh, you were talking about the line movement, and you know we talked to you last week, and you got a great number. It, it just didn't work out. <laughs> it, some of these books embarrassed themselves on Sunday. I mean, how? how and so did the Vikings. How does the sports betting market know more about your opponent than you do? Vikings players admitting that they were not preparing for Cooper Rush all week. It's, it, it was wild. And I say sports books embarrass themselves because some of them, when this was the number one story in the NFL all week, is Dak going to play on Sunday night? They took it off the board. They didn't even have a plan. They didn't know what to do. The market tried to tell you Thursday afternoon he wasn't playing. And I think the, yes. the funniest part of these conversations, you know, I had people asking me, well, is this going to get to Minnesota six? I'm like, no, it can't possibly go that high because then everybody's going to come in and whack Dallas plus six, five and a half back down to four. And then there's a huge middle from Minnesota pick them to Dallas plus six. Right. And if it lands anywhere, you know, three, four, you know, it's lights out potentially on that Sunday night game that everybody's going to bet. But, um, you know, it, it's clear the market tells you what you need to know. You know, the market was taking bets and booking bets like he wasn't going to play, even though Schefter and all those guys were saying like he's a game time decision. There is no way in hell the Minnesota Vikings are minus three, three and a half if there's a chance that Dak Prescott is going to play. It's almost a situation where the bookies know more than, I guess, like you said, some of the opposing teams did. And I look, I have many CLV trophies in my uh, in my <laughs> back office. I put that Minnesota plus two and a half trophy right in front because yeah. when you beat the market by seven points in the NFL, more times than not, you're going to win. But hey, these are the breaks sometimes. Last one, way, happy Sam. Uh, college football playoff rankings. What hits you? Cincinnati, six, Michigan State, three. What, what, what hits you when you saw those numbers last night in the rankings? It's no longer about, you know, there was this, you know, facade or mirage that it's about the most deserving teams in the country. It's clear that it's not. It's not about the most deserving teams. It's about the best teams and the teams that are going to bring out the eyeballs and the dollars. And that's why you see a team like Oregon in there ahead of Cincinnati. That's why Ohio State is ahead of Cincinnati. I am, though, I'm a little surprised. Like, I think sometimes it's a bunch of third graders putting this college football playoff ranking together. But I, I was surprised that they did it right and actually put Oregon ahead of Ohio State because Oregon went into the horseshoe and beat Ohio State. Uh, but we all know Michigan State's going to, you know, they're going to stub their toe down the stretch. They're going to be a 17-point dog or so against Ohio State. 
if they make it to the championship game, well, they won't. Let's not even go there. They're going to lose very soon. And you know, at the end of the day, we're going to have Georgia, Alabama, you know, Oregon and Ohio State or Oklahoma. It's not going to be Cincinnati, even though they've done everything they need to do. It's not about the most deserving teams, Joe. It's about the best teams and about the eyeballs and the ratings. Great stuff, Sam. Thank you so much for hopping on here and the uh, the pop in the champagne. This was awesome. And congrats. Congrats on the Braves, man. That's awesome. What? Thank you. What? <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, man. That's Take care, Sam. Great. I mean, there's nothing like hitting an, a future in any sport and riding that all the way to the very end. We got to uh, six games last night. But, uh, Joe G., we still have to give our lightning bets. The sports move on, move on even yes. though baseball's a wrap. All right, listen, uh, Joe O., what do you got for us tonight? Let's go as quickly. I mean, this is really lightning bets today because we got to get through this. What do you got tonight? All right, I'm thinking both Sixers, our team's facing off in the NBA over the next two games, and Bede's going to be back. They called it rest the other day. This is a tough matchup for Vooch down low. So I'm not going to play the sider total. I'm going to do a player prop for Nikola Vucevic. The uh, point total is at 18.5. I'm going under. He has gone under 18.5 in six of the first seven games, and here's Embiid with a tough matchup tonight. So I'm going to go under Vooch on the points and this is something I mentioned a couple weeks ago when we were previewing the NBA season. At some spots, it still has a lot of value. Draymond Green, Defensive Player of the Year. I think we gave it out at around uh, 25, 30 to 1 range. There, there's a couple of books that still have them around 20. And there are other books that have them 6, 7 to 1. That's going to change. So uh, I'm already hearing some national NBA writers saying that Draymond would be their pick right now for Defensive Player of the Year. I know it's early in the season, but if we're talking about Golden State being one, having one of those top couple of records in the Western Conference, mm. and he's averaging nearly a triple-double to start, watch out for Draymond, Defensive Player of the Year. There's still some value. It's not going to last long. I like it. Aaron, what do you think for tonight? All right, Jalen Brown, 25-plus points in a Boston win. It's plus 240. Jalen's been over 25 points in just about every game. Uh, Marcus Smart just said he doesn't like to pass, so I doubt he enjoyed those comments and will not start passing tonight. So I expect for him to get over the 25-plus points. Um, the Magic have one of the worst, not the worst, but one of the worst defenses in the association. Um, so I like that. And then some other news from BetQL. Aaron Rodgers is obviously now out and the Chiefs quickly move from minus one favorites to minus eight and a half favorites as a direct result. The BetQL model projects the Chiefs to beat the Packers by 10 points now due to this development, which makes them valuable at eight and a half. I like it. Eight. There's the number on that game. Very quickly for me, one NBA play tonight. I like the Bulls plus the two in Philadelphia <laughs> to win um, and beat the Sixers tonight. And I might I might take the Packers with Jordan Love. Jake, what's yours tonight? What do you got? Well, so mine kind of hinges. Joe G, who do you think is going to be guarding DeRozan tonight? Matisse Thibel. So then who's guarding Levine? Tyrese Maxey. I, I, you know what? They could mm. switch off. One of those guys goes off tonight, Jake. I'm not sure which one. The one that the that right. Bible's not I, on. I'm going I'm, I'm to take DeRozan then, the 22 and a half at plus money. It's even. It's a little bit better odds. So I'll go the DeRozan point prop there. And I'm also going to take the Bulls plus two because, I don't know, Joe G, I wasn't going to take it, but Joe G taking it makes me feel a little bit better about it, I guess. Bulls it is. Bulls the plus two. All right. 
This was a, uh, a celebration <laughs> show, then it became a wild show here. Uh, Paul, enjoy your winnings. I like how Paul's resting on his laurels. He won, and he's sitting back yeah. and enjoying it tonight. I just saw the tweet, at BetQL Daily, of Paul popping bottles, I know. and it legit looks like he's bare-chested. <laughs> we got to save that one. I'm using that video all the time. All right, we're back tomorrow. The NFL week starts tonight. Game, we'll get you ready for that and all of the NFL. For those listening, next up is Jim Rohn. For those watching on Switch, stay tuned for the Daily Tip right here on the BetQL Network.